What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Obedience Podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy and Professionally Fit, executive director of the Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group, and this is my solo podcast entitled Obedience. This is episode 10, Why You're Suffering. Listen, you are in for a treat, a rude awakening, if nothing else, some enlightenment, maybe a little entertainment. Y'all know I like to have fun with these solo episodes. Um, I have been taking notes for this episode for many, many weeks now. I was supposed to get this out in November because I try and drop one solo episode a month. However, it wasn't ready. Like it was still cooking, you know what I mean? And so now I really feel like I am ready to take this thing out of the proverbial oven and um, slice it and serve it. You hear me? Um, So listen, this episode is entitled Why You're Suffering. This is Obedience Episode 10. If you haven't already, I highly encourage you to search on whatever listening platform you're using to um, listen to the nine previous episodes. You know, one of the most popular, which I'm actually going to reference today, is episode two entitled How I Prioritize Pleasure. And then the very last one, which was episode eight, entitled How I Use My Obedience to Get White Privilege, was a really popular one, too. I got some really good feedback from that one that I recorded on my birthday. So that was October's episode. But listen, this is episode 10, entitled Why You're Suffering. Per usual, um, this is, uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm sipping on. And just a reminder that, you know, the podcast with Jay and I will be back next week. So Jay and I are still recording episodes together for the Black Health Academy podcast. But this is my solo podcast on the Black Health Academy platform, okay? So make sure you share this with someone. These obedience episodes are all about how to get in alignment in your life. You know, if you're operating out of alignment, um, things are very different. Your lived experience is very different when you're operating out of alignment. So during these obedience episodes, I talk about in detail ways you can get in alignment and different aspects of alignment. And today I'm talking about suffering. Um, But before we get started, let me tell you what I'm sipping on. I have some water today. So I'm fasting until 6 p.m. today. So uh, I, I had breakfast this morning at about 5.30 and then I'm fasting from 6 to 6. So I haven't eaten anything, but I am sipping on water, which has um, some color, chlorella in it, um, as well as, oh, excuse me, um, not chlorella, some chlorophyll drops in it, um, as well as some uh, lemon in it. So a little citrus in there to alkalize the water. Remember that uh, spring water is one of the best waters to drink and you can alkalize it, increase the alkalinity by adding just lemon, right? So I squeeze lemon juice in it from a fresh lemon and then slice it in drop it in there with my chlorophyll drops so um which is really high in copper right what helps to improve our electromagnetic uh um field so of our bodies and our brains so really 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 powerful stuff so i'm sipping on this water so as i'm speaking during the solo episode per usual you might hear small moments of silence that sound like this Because I am taking a drink of water. These solo episodes, when I don't have Jay 
or anyone else co-hosting with me uh, talking for upwards of an hour can dry out your throat. So, you know, you got to have a beverage. That's all it is. That's all it is. Nothing deep, y'all. Okay. So I hope you had a phenomenal Thanksgiving holiday moving into the Christmas season. Jay and I will be talking about our hacks for this holiday coming up in some upcoming uh, Black Health Academy episodes and um, reviewing what our um, holiday was like. But let's get into today's episode because like I said, it's been cooking for a while and I think I am finally ready to do this episode. These ideas for these obedience episodes uh, come to me through my daily practice of being a health and wellness coach, uh, a speaker, professional speaker, and in my business coaching. So I coach individuals in business um, as well as health. And a lot of times we are not just talking about the principles and best practices of business or health, but a lot of times we're talking about the personal development and self-enhancement aspects that are required to be successful in those spaces. And that's how these ideas come about because I would just be having a super juicy conversation with a client and, you know, an epiphany will hit me or just a one-liner will just do it for me. I'll jot it down and that begins to sprout and grow into what you will hear today. Okay. So that's a similar thing happened. This particular episode kind of sprouted from my assistant conversation her and I were ha was having and here we are so I look forward to hearing what this particular episode so let's get into it why you're suffering obedience episode 10 cute music okay so here it is um you know being miserable has been normalized Comparison and competition are at the root of so much of our suffering these days. You know, it's so normal to hate your job, to dread Mondays, to, you know, look forward to Fridays. And it is a common occurrence that, you know, the biggest impact um, or causation, should I say, of, you know, depression, low mood, anxiety in most people's lives is their work, right? Is their job. And that has been so normalized that, you know, we make jokes about disliking our work and we expect other people to dislike our work, right? You're like, oh, it's Monday again. You know how it is. And a lot of times when someone says something like that to me, I just, you know, I kind of keep my mouth shut, but I be thinking like, no, I like, I love Mondays. Mondays don't bother me. You know, and recently in talking to one of my business clients, he, we actually, we've been working together going on two years now, and we've actually been able to get him to quit his nine to five job. And so now he's a full-time entrepreneur, full-time coach. And he's like, Lisa, I cannot believe it. Like every day of the week is the same for me now. I am not you know, one day doesn't trump another. Mondays and Fridays, Thursdays, Sunday, it doesn't matter. Like all days of the week are equal. And it's just amazing how we create dysfunction around small things in our world because we're many, many of us are living out of alignment and we're just living in a constant state of suffering, right? Um, and so think small things like the day of the week become these anxiety bubbles for us, right? And so uh, let's talk a little bit about why that is. So, you know, um, the only cost we need to be concerned about is opportunity cost. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, you know, we think about 
complaining, hating, dreading, complaining about work, life, politics, or even the cost of things, right? It's at an all-time high. But the only cost we need to be concerned about is opportunity cost, meaning what do you lose when you don't choose door B? What do you lose when you don't select another alternative? The definition of opportunity cost is the loss of potential gains from one alternative when another choice is made, right? So the when you decide to lounge around after your work day as opposed to making dinner. Um, and so you lounge around, then it's time to eat, you're hungry, and you're you're now like, it's too late to cook, or I don't have everything I need in the kitchen for that meal I thought I wanted to cook, so now I have to eat out. So you order out, it's not too healthy. That meal, that unhealthy meal, the opportunity cost with that unhealthy meal is all of the nutrients you could have gotten from a healthier meal, right? All of the hydration, all of the fiber, all of the vitamins and minerals that you could have gotten from a healthier meal that you could have prepared at home. But because you made a different decision, which was, you know, just relaxing and not going to the market or not cooking, then you, those opportunity costs were high for that meal. And imagine what happens if you make that same choice several times a week, uh, which turns into several times a month, which turns into the majority of your year, you're eating unhealthy meals. You look up at the end of your year and the opportunity costs have compounded with how healthy you could have been this year. You could have lost the weight that you gained. You could have gotten off of the medication as opposed to your doctor increasing that medication this year, right? You could have avoided having to take time off of work because you were ill because, you know, all of the opportunity costs from not making a better choice. And so I want you to think about that with regard to your, uh, your day-to-day life and your career and being in alignment with what you do every day. You know, every day that you choose to stay in a career or a job that you dislike without an exit strategy in place, because it's not staying in the job that's the problem, it's the lack of an exit strategy that's the problems. Let's be very clear. If this is kind of one of your first obedience episodes, know that I don't encourage people to just walk off their job or just quit whatever they dislike, their relationship, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's all about an exit strategy. Having an exit strategy is the issue or the lack thereof. But it's the same thing, you know, every day that you decide not to create an exit strategy and stay in a position that you dislike, despise, dread, that brings you anxiety, overwhelm, and essentially creates suffering for you is um, think about all the opportunity costs, all the days you're losing, all the minutes, you know, the time, the days that you're losing that could be spent in joy, that could be spent, you know, pleasurable, that could be spent, you know, helping a segment of the population that you were meant to serve. Right. But because you're making a choice not to exit that unbearable situation, all of us are then not benefiting from the gifts that you have to offer. Right. So opportunity costs. Right. The first takeaway from this episode, I really want you to think about what those may be when you live out of alignment. Okay, so when we suffer, you know, we unintentionally create suffering for other people because when we're suffering, we tend to, you know, number one, misery loves loves company. So we got to tell somebody, right? When we're suffering, somebody needs to know about it, right? And it, it, 
it almost becomes a false sense of relief because you might have that one girlfriend or guy friend or you know you might have that one person you go to to vent about the job and maybe your coworker at the job who knows everybody you're talking about and you guys just go back and forth back and forth like a ping pong game um you know swapping complaints and girl let me tell you what so and so did today right and so all of this suffering happens in a place you know you're not supposed to be in this season maybe there was a point when you were supposed to be there but you've outgrown that thing um and you were meant to have moved on by now and you haven't and so then you create suffering for other people now you know or you don't have that good girl or guy friend that you complain to but you take your frustration out on somebody in your household your kids your spouse right because you're in a bad mood or you know you're angry you're tired and so you can't give them the quality time or the love and, and attention or maybe you're the person who's being robbed of the love and attention right meaning you know you're too tired and exhausted overwhelmed angry and anxious about your day-to-day -day. and so you don't love on your body you don't take that self-care right and so you create by staying in a situation that in which you're suffering you create more suffering possibly even leading to leading to the shortening of your life right because um, you're you you're neglecting the your body and your brain and you know affection and all of those things that you need to be a whole healthy happy individual right and so who else are you creating suffering for uh, when you continue to operate out of alignment? So first things first, what are the opportunity costs? Second thing, second, you know, who are you unintentionally creating suffering for by staying out of alignment and not being obedient to what your calling is? So first two things that I want you to think about and consider as we work through, work through this episode. So, you know, Everyone, I remember I was listening to, um, what's the motivational speaker name, guys? Um, Les Brown. I was listening to Les Brown a couple years ago. And he stated a quote by um, Horace Mann. Now, Les Brown, you know, this man's brain is insane to me. Every time I hear him speak, it's just like, how do you retain all of this, Les? Because not only does he retain, like, the nugget, he retains from whom he got it from, right? He he know he remembers where he got it from, who he got it from. Like it's he remembers numbers. But I just like I'm always blown away when I listen to Les Brown. But anyway, so I remember listening to Les Brown a couple of years ago, and he stated a quote from Horace Mann that said, "You should be ashamed to die if you have not left a significant mark on on mankind, right? You should be ashamed to die if you have not made a significant impact, you know." during the time you were here, right? And so this is essentially significant impact, you know, leaving your mark. It's much easier to do that when you're in, in alignment, right? Because when you're in alignment, you're automatically going to be serving. Nobody is in alignment if they're not serving, period, right? Alignment means you're serving. You're serving the population or the segment of the world that you were meant to impact while you were here. Right. And so if you're not serving like so one way, I think uh, I was going to I'm going to record an episode about how to know if you're out of alignment. 
So that's a little cheat code for that episode. But that first one is you're not serving, right? Um, and so if you're not serving, you're out of alignment. But anyway, we were created to leave our mark, okay? However, one of the reasons that you may, that, that it may be difficult for you to get in alignment, lean in now, is because your energy and efforts are out of alignment, which is why you can't get in alignment. Your energy and efforts are out of alignment. So there's, there's steps, there's levels to getting in alignment, right? Right. And so your energy and efforts are out of alignment. The world, which what what is that? What essentially this means is that the world is not making it easy for you to get what you require because you haven't displayed consistent energy and effort in your behavior. Mm, OK, the world is not making it easy for you to get what you require because you haven't displayed consistent energy and effort in your behavior to attain it in your behavior period. Okay. So to emphasize this, I want to read a quote from a book I'm currently reading. Now this book is deep y'all. So, you know, jot this down book recommendation. The author is Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart, E-C-K-H-A-R-T, last name Tolle, T-O-L-L-E. And the name of the book is A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. Now, isn't that right in alignment with this podcast? (laughs) But again, the title of the book is A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose, right? Really just talking about alignment, but moreover, the book is really about your ego. It's explaining um, what essentially... The ego, the ego is what drives the ego, where it um, derives from, what keeps it going, like what fuels the ego and, you know, how to not be led by your ego. It's a really, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to call it an easy read. Um, it's, it's, it's a book where I read maybe, maybe five to eight pages every couple of days. Like, that's where I'm at with it. Because I'm reading a whole nother book. I'm always reading multiple books at one time. So I'm also reading a nutrition science book right now, too. So I kind of toggle between the the two. But um, it's talking about your ego. But when I say there are some nuggets in this book, and there's a, um, a I'm going to read an excerpt from it right now, which is perfectly describes kind of what we're talking about on this episode. So let me get to the page here. I have everything highlighted. And I'm going to say the last thing I said, which is your energy and effort are out of alignment, which is making it difficult for you to get in alignment. Um, The world is not making it easy for you to get what you require because you haven't displayed consistent energy and effort in your behavior. Now, I wrote that like in my podcast notes, right, as I was preparing for this episode over the last several weeks is when I wrote that. And then I read this particular excerpt in Eckhart's a book and I was like yes I that's exactly what I was saying right I'm like yes 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 so it's nothing like being validated like your thoughts and ideas being validated and of course Eckhart put it in a much uh more sophisticated described it in a much more sophisticated way so let me read it to you okay this is a excerpt from Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth here it is resistance is an inner contraction a hardening of the shell of the ego. You are closed. 
whatever action you take in a state of inner resistance, which we could also call negativity, will create more outer resistance and the universe will not be on your side. Life will not be helpful. If the shutters are closed, the sunlight cannot come in. When you yield internally, when you surrender, a new dimension of consciousness opens up. If action is possible or necessary, your action will be in alignment with the whole and supported by creative intelligence, the unconditioned consciousness, which in a state of inner openness, you become one with. Circumstances and people then become helpful and cooperative. Coincidences happen. If no action is possible, you rest in the peace and inner stillness that comes with surrender. You rest in God. Okay, so I'm going to read that again because I know there's like semi-heavy. You see what I mean though by it not being quite an inner read? This is one of those things you might have to read multiple times and that might be it for the night. You know what I mean? Okay, so let me read that one more time. Right. And we're just talking about, again, your energy and efforts being out of alignment, which makes things difficult, more difficult for you. So here it is again. Eckhart Tolle says resistance is an inner contraction, a hardening of the shell of the ego. You are closed. Whatever action you take in a state of inner resistance, which we could also call negativity, will create more outer resistance and the universe will not be on your side. Life will not be helpful. If the shutters are closed, the sunlight cannot come in. When you yield internally, when you surrender, a new dimension of consciousness opens up. If action is possible or necessary, your action will be in alignment with the whole and supported by creative intelligence. Love that. The unconditioned consciousness, which in a state of inner openness, you become one with. Circumstances and people then become helpful, cooperative. Coincidences happen. And if no action is possible, you rest in the peace and inner stillness that come with surrender. You rest in God. Listen, the opposite of suffering is surrendering. That's what I got from that. Honestly, that's one of the takeaways. You know, the opposite of suffering is surrendering, right? You know, surrender. And when you begin to get that inner peace, that inner self-awareness, then the outer resistance goes away. So if you've made, you know, unsuccessful habits to get into alignment, right? You've made these random uh, attempts to shift things in the right direction for yourself, but you keep getting met resistance. It's because you haven't displayed enough readiness and it's impossible to ascend to the next level if you haven't exhausted the lessons and resources on your current level. You know what I'm saying? So do you keep getting uh, hit with the same tests in life? Do you keep bumping your head in the exact same spot? And I'm gonna give you an example of this. So let's talk about financial, you know, financial freedom and, you know, just financial responsibility. Several years ago, I decided to, you know, become more financially aware, right? More savvy, more responsible, because I had some things I wanted to, to achieve and some things I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, I wanted to stack some money for my future. And I just knew it was time to start getting financially responsible. But it wasn't until I stopped living, 
quote unquote, paycheck to paycheck, because again, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I don't get a regular paycheck, but it wasn't until I stopped living, you know, quote unquote, paycheck to paycheck and essentially running my account down to nearly nothing, you know, hoping that that next payment from a client or a speaking gig came in. It wasn't until um, I stopped doing that, that I was able to attract more money. It wasn't until I stopped buying frivolous things eating out when I knew I could cook. Um, and most importantly, it wasn't until I started paying myself first, right? It wasn't until I started valuing the income that I already had that I was then able to increase my income, right? I'm thinking like work harder, get more clients, but no matter how many more clients I got, no matter how many more speaking gigs I got, no matter how many you know, corporate or company uh, contracts I got to do work or coaching or classes for them. It's like, I always felt broke. I always, you know, spent what I got, you know, irresponsibly. It wasn't a matter of, you know, prioritizing certain things, uh, but it wasn't until I began prioritizing and really making my money and moreover my financial freedom a core value that I was able to attract more. So, I saw, you know, I initially lived my life thinking that my liabilities were more valuable than me. You know, when I got money, my first thing I had to do was what? Like pay my phone bill, pay my rent, pay, you know, my utilities, you know, put gas in my car. Does the car need an oil change? Let me put groceries in the house. Those are all li liabilities. And I value my liabilities more than me because I wasn't paying myself first. I'm like, no, they need to be paid first. You know, I owe money to this entity and this person. So that is, I prioritize them over me. Because with money, you know, it's not, it's usually not that you don't make enough. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, some people are living, unfortunately, in a place where there isn't enough money to stretch to the end of the month. What do they say? There's more month than money, right? That I'm not talking about those people, right? Those of you who are listening, you know if I'm talking about you, right? Because with money, it's not usually that you don't make enough money. The problem is that you don't properly manage what you have. And you, so you want your own business um, or you want to be your own boss or, you know, you just want to do your own thing. Like I've, you know, heard so many people say, I, I don't, I'm not meant to work for anybody else, right? I, I'm, I don't need a boss. I shouldn't have, this is why I need to work for myself, right? But the issue is just like with money, you want your own business, but you haven't displayed the characteristics of a great worker or employee. So because you haven't displayed the characteristics consistently of a great worker or employee, which, spoiler alert, are the exact same characteristics of a great business owner, because you haven't displayed those characteristics, i.e., your energy and your effort haven't been in alignment, then you're not being escorted 
to that next level, right? And you can't force yourself into the next level. And I'll talk about that later, but you're not being escorted into that next level. That next level doesn't necessarily mean working for yourself. It could be a promotion. It could just be going to the, the next step in your career, whatever that is. I, I'm not here promoting entrepreneurship. I'm one here promoting being in alignment. So let's just get that very clear. I don't think alignment means everyone should work for themselves. Absolutely not. Okay. But what I'm saying is whatever level you need to ascend to, to continue to create a bigger impact and leave your impact on mankind, the universe is not making it easy for you because your energy and efforts are out of alignment. So here's the deal. You're complaining about your work. You're complaining about your day to day. You know, you don't like it. You don't want to be here whatever it is. And so because you're not displaying the characteristics of a great worker or employee, you're not being ascended to that next level. So what are the characteristics, for example, of a great worker or employee um, that are the exact same of a great business owner? Well, timeliness, your ability to be prompt, you know, not just physically, but on projects with phone calls, you know, do you do what you say you're going to do at the time you're supposed to do it. Um, reliable, follow through, independent, right? Do you need to be micromanaged on everything? Do things only get done when you're reminded or told several times or when you know someone is watching, okay? If so, you're not independent. You need to be micromanaged. Um, what about the ability to take responsibility? The ability to take responsibility and take onus of occurrences and incidences. These are all leadership skills. These are all leadership skills. And so the, the lack of self-awareness around those things means you won't be ascended to the next level. And so this is exactly what Eckhart is saying, like that inner resistance, when you operate from a place of negativity um, and that inner resistance, then as he says, the universe will not be on your side and life will not be helpful. I like underlined that sentence like, man, just make it plain, Eckhart, will you? Uh, the universe will not be on your side and life will not be helpful because you're operating from uh, a place of resistance and neg in a space of negativity. Or you create suffering by complaining about your current condition all the time. It, let's, not, let's take it away from work. Again, I've given you the example about finances. You're complaining about your money all the time. Instead of operate, instead of rerouting your efforts and your energy to become financially responsible. Um, and the reason you haven't become financially responsible is because you haven't um, been able to uh, take responsibility for uh, you, your past behavior being the reason you are in the situation, the financial situation you are in now. Because if you can't take responsibility for being in the position you're currently in, you then don't take responsibility for changing it. It's somebody else's job to change your situation if you believe it's not your fault, right? So my job needs to pay me more or I need to go out and get a job. Somebody else outside of me externally is responsible for my money situation and uh, improving, right? Or what about your health, right? Y'all know I could get past me all the soapboxes to talk about that, right? Like, why is this condition taking over your life? Why is this, you know, you have to take ownership of it. It's not your genes. It's not your DNA. It's not what so-and-so did to you. You know, you are responsible for your health and you will not be provided the resources you need to get healthy, right? until that your energy and efforts at doing that are in alignment. Okay, I think I've driven this point home, but now I'm getting excited. Okay, let me take a sip of water, y'all. <laughs> you know? 
So it's just like a credit card won't raise your limit until you've proven you can manage the $5,000 worth of credit they've already extended to you. So the same thing, you got to prove your readiness before you ascend to the next level. But here's the good news um, that I heard Oprah say some years ago, which is you can't arrive late, but you can't arrive too early right? You can't arrive late, but you can't arrive too early, you know, to an opportunity. And that is such big facts. Like you, you might feel like you're behind, right? Because remember I told you earlier, comparison and competition are the root of so much of our, is at the root of so much of our suffering, right? And you, and you may believe that you're arriving too late because you're comparing yourself to another person's experience in life. Oh, he or she, you know, quit their job when they were this age or they started their business here or they started their health journey after me. Why am I not there? You know, the the comparison and the competition is creating suffering for you, right? Um, and so, but here's the deal, you know, when you do get there, when you do get to that place of financial independence, when you do get to that place of optimal physical and mental health, when you do get to that place where you're living daily on purpose, when you're living in alignment and on purpose, right, I can guarantee you, you're going to say, this one is when I was supposed to be here right? I don't feel like I would have been ready a moment before this one, right? But it's not until you get there that you say that, but it's on the way there, you feel like you're arriving late, right? You feel like, um, you know, I'm too old, right? Or I should be past this step already, right? But again, as Oprah says, you can arrive late, but you can never arrive too early, which means you're always on time, honey. You always on time, okay? And so, um, I want to talk a little bit about how to activate intuition and um, how to prepare for opportunity. Because success is when preparation meets opportunity. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. So um, I'm going to give you three different ways you can prepare for opportunity. Like you can prepare to get in alignment. So remember I said First issue, opportunity cost. Second issue is suffering. You know, who suffers when you continue to suffer, right? So who do you unintentionally cause suffering for when you continue to suffer, right? The third thing is, you know, um, your energy, you have to recognize that your energy and efforts have been out of alignment, which means everything you've tried to do in this lane, um, has been arduous, has been difficult, right? The universe has not been on your side in assisting you to do that. So I want to talk a little bit about how you then begin to prepare for opportunity. If your energy and efforts have been out of alignment, how do you get them back into alignment, right? Um, I remember I, I spoke a couple weeks ago for the AKAs for the second time. And if it's any AKAs listening, thank you for having me. Love you, ladies. And I, they had me speak on care, uh, self-care. And so it was a event, a virtual event, all about self-care for caregivers. And I went through, I think, three or four different types of self-care, right? And it was a really fun talk. I really, really enjoyed preparing that one. I always enjoy preparing for talks that are outside of just plant-based nutrition. So, because I get to flex my other muscles. Plant-based nutrition, I can do in my sleep. But, um, so, but during this talk, one of the things I told the ladies is I used an analogy about firefighting and I'm going to share that with you guys now. 
And essentially, what I said to the AKAs is that, you know, a fun fact that I recently heard was that firefighters only fight fires about 10 to 15 percent of their time. They're only fighting fires about 10 to 15% of their time. That's a very small amount of time. So imagine you doing what you do, you know, but the bulk of like the main part of your job, like whatever your job title is, you're only really doing that for less than 20% of the time, right? Which means what? The other 85 to 90% of the time is actually spent in preparation. You're actually spent preparing. So firefighters, the other 85 to 90% of the time, they're preparing for a fire, right? They're literally preparing for a fire, but they only spend 10 to 15% of their time actually fighting fires, right? Another example of this is I'm a professional speaker um, and I'm a, a teacher and I'm a coach, right? So I coach individuals, I do group coaching, I teach courses, and then I also speak, right? I'm booked to speak oftentimes at engagements, conferences, summits, and um, at organizations, private talks like I did for the AKAs, right? And so when I got to, when I heard this about the firefighters, I was like, oh my God, that is so true because I'm a speaker, but I have more days that I don't speak each month than I do speak. I have more days that I'm not teaching then I do teach, right? So it's most of my time is spent preparing to speak. Most of my time is spent preparing to teach. Most of my time is spent in preparation. Mind blown, right? I was like, yo, that is so true, right? And, and, and you know, I was using this analogy with um, the AKAs because we were talking about being a caregiver and self-care and just how much being a caregiver can take out of you physically, mentally, emotionally. And, you know, self-care is really about preparation, right, for exerting that energy. And so I told them the four things I'm about to go over with you um, are, you know, your ways of preparing for that time that you're actually caregiving, right? Um, but anyway, so I want so think about that, right? So firefighters only 10 to 15% of their time is used to fight fires. The other 85 to 90% of time is spent in preparation of doing that job, right? So essentially, you know, what that means is you need to be preparing to be in alignment, right? Because once you get in there, right, once you're in the thick of things, it's going to be everything you did up into that point, up to that point. Um, that's going to have the biggest impact on your ability to execute at a high level once you get there. Once you're met with the opportunity, it's all now all of your preparation or the lack thereof is going to show itself, right? Okay, so how do you prepare to get into alignment? How do you activate, you know, your intuition, right? And I think activate might be the wrong word. We all have it, but how do you master utilizing it? So there are three steps that I'm going to share with you on how to do that. And the first, and I might be a little biased here, of course, right? But I'm really convicted that this is a really reasonable step. <laughs> but the first step in uh, preparing for that opportunity and to get in alignment if previously your energy and efforts have been out of alignment is your diet and health, your diet and health. 
there are so many lessons, invaluable lessons that comes with making your health a core value. The first of which that pops at the top of my mind is discipline. Just discipline alone. Like if any of you guys have ever heard me, you know, do a nutrition lecture, you know, one of the things that I am so serious about is hydration and water. And then you also know that one of my rules about water is drinking at least 25 ounces within the first 30 minutes of waking every single day. Just beginning to do that, right? So let's say you drink 25 ounces within the first 30 minutes of waking and then for the remainder of the day, you continue to drink water until you've met the minimum, which is half of your healthy body weight in ounces. And then more is even better. But, you know, hydration, right? Just mastering how hydration. Think about how difficult that is or was for you. Um, before you mastered it and what it took for water to be a staple regularly, no matter what, in your daily life, no matter where you are, who you are. You know, the hydration is so important and mostly because it's the one thing you wake up deficient in every day. Like your vitamins and minerals don't all necessarily need to be replenished every day. Our body stores a lot of those nutrients but that's not the case with water water is one thing we have to replenish every day and so it uh, there's a certain level of discipline and willpower right and grit required to drink that water every single day there and so that discipline that you develop by mastering drinking water is a it's a skill is a characteristic that spills over into everything you do and so it's the same thing with your diet then you know mastering a whole food plant-based diet you know giving up animal products like not putting cheese on that salad or in that sandwich or in that pasta you know um you know not having meat at every meal eliminating fish you know um, getting rid of eggs, you know, things that you once thought were healthy and good for you, that takes a high amount of discipline until it doesn't, right? But in the beginning, there is so many great benefits of mastering your health because you find out who you are. You are met face-to-face -face with your strengths, your weakness, weaknesses, your areas of opportunity. But more importantly for this step and for getting in alignment, the main reason your diet and health is so critical is because you can't hear when you're clogged up. So what I mean by that, right? Um, and I'm not talking about physical hearing. I'm talking about the intuition, right? I'm talking about the voice. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the feeling. I'm talking about the spirit that typically guides or should guide our actions and our behaviors. It's drowned out when we when our when we don't treat our body as a temple. Those things are drowned out when we are full of mucus, when we are full of waste because we're not eliminating on a daily basis. Like when when you're constipated when you're dehydrated, um, when you are inflamed, right? Dealing with chronic inflammation. Think about it. The volume is turned down on everything else. Why? Because I don't feel good. It's not until you start feeling like yourself again, when you um, start, you know, things start operating 
you know, back to normal, that then you can start paying attention to other things, right? And so your diet and your health is priority before you can get in alignment, point blank, period. It's impossible to be in alignment properly if your diet and your health are not together. You know, my very first company that I started in 2015, Professionally Fit, it's actually called Fit Camp 360. We do business as DBA. We do business as professionally fit. I changed the name because, well, number one, we were no longer Fit Camp, but number two, because I quickly realized the direct, not correlation, but causation between health and career. I am, I really noticed right away that you can't operate fully and wholly in your business, in your purpose, in your alignment, if you have excess weight, if you ha- are dealing with chronic conditions and chronic diseases, if it, it's impossible to um, produce a high-level product or service if you are physically, emo- emotionally, and mentally unhealthy, right? And so we became professionally fit, right? How your health directly impacts your output in your career, period, right? And so this is the same thing here. So the first thing you need to do in order to start rerouting your energy and efforts into alignment so that you can live on purpose is take a keen look at your diet, your movement, your hydration, and do what needs to be done in that area to bring it up to par so that your your hearing can be restored. Your hearing here, again, is your intuition. It's the thing, the pool, the feeling, the voice that you ignore when you're supposed to go left and instead you go right, right? It is much easier to hear that voice, to feel that pool, but moreover to follow it and to trust it when you are healthy and whole. The second thing you need to do in order to prepare for opportunity and get in alignment so that the universe will start working with you and not against you is Practice obedience on a smaller scale, right? So being these these micro-obedient moments, right? And this is really, um, for me, this is a daily practice. So this is something that I literally do every single day. So I'll give you a very small example because these are just small practices in obedience, like micro, right? So you ever had a friend or family member or colleague or something like call you or text you, email you, reach out to you and you say, oh my God, I was just thinking about you and here you are. Well, the reason that happens is because you were disobedient. You thought about them. There's a reason you thought about, thought about them. That no thought is on accident. So you thought about them, but you didn't follow through. You're like, man. You know, I I wonder how Sandra is doing. You know, I really wonder if Willie is okay. I wonder if his um if his mom ever got out of the hospital. Hmm. And you just keep on with your day, right? Or I wonder what happened. You know, at Jamila's interview. I, I wonder if it went well. Hmm. I hope it went well. Hmm. Right. So, but you don't follow through, right? And so essentially, they follow through. They follow, they become obedient. They think about you because when you think about someone, you know, it is typically reciprocal, right? And that energy begets energy. 
and they call you and you say, oh my God, I was just wondering how you were doing. You were disobedient in that moment. So what I'm saying here and number two is start being obedient in those small moments, right? This is how you start practicing for, um, you know, that intuition and activating that willingness um, to be in alignment and the discipline that's necessary to stay in alignment. So whatever you think about, follow through on it. It could be a small thing, a big thing. You ever like, you know, not follow it and be so mad at yourself, like park somewhere like, I should move my car tonight. I don't feel like I'm not going to go out there and move my car. And you come out the next day and you got a ticket or something's happened and you're like, I knew I should have moved my car, right? It's small stuff like that. Literally that small. Like, man, we should take the trash out before we leave. No, I'm not going to take the trash out before I leave. I'm rushing. I'm, I'll do it another time. And you come home and the pet done got into it or something smelly in there. It's funking up the whole house, right? I'm like, I should Ooh, I should have took this trash out this morning. Literally, that's what I mean. Those, those micro moments of disobedience usually leads to, you know, a not so harmful outcome, but something that could have been avoided, right? Well, trust me, when you are disobedient in those small moments, I can guarantee you're being disobedient in bigger moments. And so this is how you begin to get those micro wins and preparing yourself for being in alignment. Because when you get that pull and tug that says, you know, um, it's, it's time to leave this work or it's time to leave this board that I sit on or, you know, this, um, organization that I'm a part of, right? When you know you've exhausted your efforts in a certain place, your efforts and energy have and resources have been exhausted at a certain level. And, you know, you're telling yourself it's time to move on from this. It's time to move on from this relationship, right? You've outgrown this relationship with him or her, not just romantic. It can be friendships or whatever it is. When you get that notion, when those thoughts start occurring to you, it, you should be taking action. You're being disobedient. And I'm not saying when you, you know, wake up and be like, you know what? I hate my job. This is creating suffering for me. I ain't saying, again, I'm not saying quit that day. I'm not saying file divorce papers that day. I'm not saying call your friend and tell your friends some more that day, right? But again, it's time to start creating an exit strategy. You're being disobedient to something, right? Everything doesn't require you to leave, quit, start over. It's not all black and white like that. But if you're getting that pull about the energy being off in your relationship, maybe that is the moment to book you guys for counseling or therapy. Not six months from now when things have gotten 10 times worse. So when you feel that tug, be obedient in that moment, right? And so practice these small bits of obedience. Take that trash out tonight, right? Um, go ahead and reach out to that friend or family member when you think of them. Send that text. Do what needs to be done. Be obedient. And it'll become easier and easier to then get in alignment in bigger areas of your life. Okay? That's step two. All right. Step three. Step three. Let's eliminate some suffering, y'all. Okay. Step three. self assess what sparks joy what doesn't moreover this is the step where you prioritize pleasure okay so i was listening to um i was listening to uh, a podcast of mine matter of fact it's a um financially uh savvy podcast it's called if anybody's interested it's called the clever girl podcast i love her she does 
you know, interviews with different people talking about how they got out of debt, debt and giving you tips on how to do just that. So I've been following her for a while, the Clever Girl podcast. And so I was listening to one of her episodes and in one of her episodes, she said, she was talking about being a finisher and she was saying that um, she has to finish something if she starts it. So she was, she used the example of reading a book. She's like, I could be reading a book that's horrible <laughs> and you know, it's just not serving me. It's not good to me, but I will suffer through the rest of that book because I started it and I have to finish it. Right. And when I heard her say that, you know, I remember thinking like, man, that used to be me. Mm-mm-mm. That used to be me. And so I used to have a bad habit of finishing the things I start. Now, hear me out here now. Hear me out. I am not giving anybody listening permission to quit. Okay? So hear me out. There's a level of self-assessment that comes with this, right? So I'm not giving anybody permission to quit, give up, give up stop, because that can be a very bad habit, right? But I personally, I'm a chronic finisher of things, right? But in a good way. I finish things that serve me and serve a purpose, right? Um, But I used to be a chronic finisher in that I would finish even things that don't serve me, right? And so there is a difference. And so now I'm going to give you that small assessment that you need to be making because I'm not saying quit because it's too hard, or quit because you don't feel like it. The assessment is who is it serving? Who will it serve? Right? Okay. So let's just be clear. Some of y'all are quitters and that's problematic. Okay. Uh, and, and again, I'm talking to myself here too, you know, not judging anybody. But here's the thing, okay? I used to have a bad habit of finishing the things I, I start. But now I assess those things to see whether or not you know they are meant to be finished right and so you create suffering by not realizing early on that it's not a good fit um, or serving a predetermined purpose and that's essentially your ego in operation right there right so you know if it's not serving a predetermined purpose if it is not a good fit anymore and and you continue to do it you're actually creating suffering for you and everybody else involved Really, honestly, you know, I think about many of you know, I'm in the midst of creating a plant based certification. And I know at some point y'all gonna get sick of me saying that like you you creating it. When does it come? I promise you. When I tell you the pandemic has delayed us so much, like literally we I was supposed to film today with one of our facilitators and last night, like less than uh, maybe, you know, maybe a little less than a little more than 12 hours before we post a film. She you know, called me and canceled because she was just uncomfortable because of Corona. And she's like, I just don't want to film right now. Can we reschedule for later in the month? Because I'm watching the news, you know, the cases are going up and I want to wait. And I had to respect that. And it's totally fine. I totally respect it. But it's like, again, things like that keep happening and pushing, you know, the schedule back. That's neither here nor there. But you do need to know I really am actively creating a plant-based certification. But my point is, so stuff like that happens, right? Um, and and I'm even, I've applied for some funding to finish the production of the plant-based certification. And like I'm waiting to hear from that. And so, you know, it is a, it's a, it's, 
it's taxing. Like it's taxing on my mental. I'm always like going through things in my mind. It's taxing because, you know, I'm at the mercy of other people's schedule, you know, preferences and, and comfort level. Right. And all of that. And I could easily be like, forget this, man. Like it's too much. I'm just going to, you know, stick to my first course farm to table, you know, continue because that's thriving and stick to that. And I'm going to put the certification on the back burner until it makes more sense. But no, I'm not doing that. Why? I'm going to go ahead and push through these moments when we got to reschedule and, you know, or money or whatever it is, because, um, I'm serving a bigger purpose. Like who will be served at the end? A whole population of black folks. And y'all know I'm passionate about black folks. Um, and then also me, like it, it will bring me so much joy to know I'm flooding the plant-based nutrition space with more people of color who are educated at a high level with this content and, you know, creating representation in a field where I found very little when I was getting educated. And so because of that, I'm going to keep going. You see what I'm saying? So um, it's important to assess. It's really important to assess whether or not this thing is serving a higher purpose or is it just creating unnecessary suffering, right? Um, and so again, this step three is self-assess what sparks joy and what doesn't, because if something isn't serving you and a higher purpose, right? Because alignment is all about serving and being, you know, on purpose, living life on purpose, then it needs to be X. Don't be uh, such a chronic finisher that you create suffering, right? So be very careful with, with that because, um, if it's not sparking joy, sparking curiosity or, or excitement, um, it's creating suffering and that is problematic, right? So self-assess, don't be so pressed to finish what you start if it's no longer serving a cause, okay? So first, diet and health, two, practice obedience with those micro, get those micro wins, and then finally self-assess um, and be careful with being a finisher. All right. Now, a couple final points I want to make as we wrap up here. Okay. Um, about, you know, getting in alignment, understand that we are our, our experiences, period. We are our experience and every cell in our body is made up of our lived experiences. So it's our responsibility to curate and control those experiences with um, micromanaging our interactions with others, how we spend our days, why, how we judge, what we do for a living. It's a chosen, chosen experience. Like every, every thought that you think, every emotion that you feel is made up of past experiences that you have. And the past experiences that you've had, majority of them, maybe 99.9% .9 of them have been chosen experiences. Meaning, listen, what you do for a living, you chose. You And because what you're not changing, you're choosing. Let's be clear about that. So even if you don't like what you do, right, every day that you wake up and continue to do it without crafting an exit strategy is you choosing it for X, X more days, months, or years, okay? If Because the exit strategy, if it's a good exit strategy, it's going to detail the day you're going to walk away from that thing. So if you don't have that exit strategy in place, you're choosing that thing that creates suffering for you over and over again, right? So what we do for a living is a chosen experience. 
who we decide to spend our life with. It's a chosen experience. Our diet is a chosen experience. Remember opportunity cost. You could have had kale, but you had cookies and now your knees hurt. You chose that. Okay, right? So our diet, i.e. our health, is a chosen experience, right? Um, And so understand that we are only made up of our experiences. And so, you know, remember that you may think that staying in a career or marriage or friendship or just a situation in in a volunteer role, I don't care what it is, you may think that staying there Um, is a selfless act, right? If you remain to stay, if you decide to stay in a place of suffering, uh, you may think it's a selfless act. Um, But if it's creating suffering, then it's a selfish act um, because you're operating in fear, right? Or you're operating from the ego, i.e. what are they going to think of me if I quit or walk away? How will I be viewed, right? So now you're operating from the ego, right? Because you're concerned about, you know, how you will appear to others. And so that trumps you getting out of a state of suffering, right? Um, and so understand that the, those chosen experiences that creates that suffering, right, pushes you further out of alignment. Those those moments, levels of disobedience pushes you further out of alignment. So whatever you're not changing, you are choosing. And, you know, when you think about getting an alignment, there's always going to be a reason not to do something. Literally always. And I don't care. No matter what you think, you can always come up with a reason not to do something. (laughs) Always. It's always. You can all and you can come up with a darn good reason, you know, not to do something. Right. But it is always worth it, you know, to do the work that is required to get in alignment, right? Um, and there's, you know, outside of the three things that I listed today, the diet and health, practice and obedience in a micro way, and self-assess- self-assessing what sparks joy and what doesn't, understand that there's other things you can do to prepare that's more specific to your industry. So there's industry-specific preparedness, right? But those are three things in general that all of us need to be doing consistently to either get in alignment or stay there, right? Because remember I said with those micro obedient wins, I practice that daily and I'm operating my life in alignment. Like I'm living on purpose. I feel very purposeful in the way that I serve the world um, and it feels right on par. There's no energy that's off when I'm doing what I do, okay? Um, But in order to stay there, I have to practice everything I'm telling you. I got to drink my water. I got to eat right. I got to exercise, right? Mental and emotional health. Do I need therapy right now? Do you know? Do I need to be loved on right now? Where's Where's uh, intimacy in my life, right? And self-assessing it. Am I doing this thing? Is it making me happy? Is it sparking joy? Is it engaging in this? Is it agreeing to go on this trip with this person? Is this sparking joy or is it creating suffering? Am I just saying yes because I don't want to admit that I financially can't afford it? Or is it really bringing me joy and I can't wait to get on that trip with that person at that place, right? So everything that I choose, I assess, right? Um, And so I do all the things that I'm recommending to you currently to stay in a place of alignment. So they never shut off, right? But again, there's more industry-specific readiness that you can do, right, to prepare for a blessing, right? Because success is when opportunity, uh, when preparation meets opportunity. And so these are all ways that you can get prepared for that opportunity to work in alignment on purpose and get out of a state of suffering. I was 
talking to my personal trainer this morning and we were talking about patience and he said patience is the ability to endure without complaint and I was like boom <laughs> okay uh, patience is the ability to endure without complaint right and really when you complain again that is your ego shout out shout out to Eckhart Tolle y'all better get that book okay it might take you a year to read it if you like me uh, just taking them nuggets as you see fit uh, but complaining is a form of feeding the ego because the ego needs to have a, a, a opposition, needs to make a enemy or um, or have an opposer in order for it to exist, right? And so that's essentially what you're doing when you complain. Um, but also, so patience is the ability to endure without complaint. And um, so remember that too, like as you're going through these steps and doing what you need to do to prepare to get in alignment, Understand that patience is really going to be key here. Patience with yourself, first and foremost, right? Because we're all imperfect individuals. And then patience with others, again, because we're all imperfect individuals, okay? All right, so I hope this podcast was juicy. Tell me if it was. Why don't you shoot me an email, hello at lisaangelsmith.com, or make drop a comment below on whatever platform you're listening on. And I would love to know, you know, was obedience episode 10 why you're suffering good for you did something resonate let me know and as always i will see you guys in the next episode i promise another one is coming for 2020 is over we got 28 more days left in this year um, i'm gonna kick out another solo episode before that happens um, so look forward to that until next time y'all peace